0: Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary with me, Russell Brand, the person. This week I spoke to Dr. Anna Lemke. She's amazing, an American psychiatrist, chief of the Stanford Addiction Medicine Dual Diagnosis Clinic at Stanford University. But why take my word for it? I mean, she was amazing on addiction, wasn't she, Jenny? Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. How many,
0: like, you work in audio, right? <laughs> Um, So far away from me. So far (laughs) away from me. She's the author of Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence, Drug Dealer MD, How Doctors Were Duped and Patients Got Hooked and why it's so hard to stop. Now that Under the Skin is on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review there. It helps me, and I will read them out. For example, listen to this review that I'm reading out. Russell, your podcasts are so good. How is it that you come up with all these good questions and you really give your guests time to speak? If there was one thing I'd point out as a problem, it's that woman you <laughs> have working with you. <laughs> did you look at my questions? Um, no, you didn't. Where did is you? it? What Today. Question? No, for for the other guy. Oh, no, yeah, I was busy. Like... um." <laughs> All right, so anyway, look, it's, that review was by Mr. Uh, R.E. View wrote that. And uh, so if you'd like to listen to all of this podcast and under the skin in general, all you have to do is download, subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. Also, I have a meditation podcast called Above the Noise on Luminary 2. They're all getting nominated for awards, all of them. Yeah. One for best host, and I'm presuming they mean me, not you, It could Jane. be me. We should check that because otherwise it's an award for psychopaths. <laughs> and and um and also the other ones what? best well being podcast. Yeah, health and Wellbeing. Brilliant. Alright. So, you know, it is good. The award, is it is it corrupt? In what way? The awards. I mean that's from being paid to choose. Yeah, you know, how do you, do get, you do how you do, wanna, do you get nominated? Do you wanna maybe i should step out like tyson fury i loved it when tyson fury just went i don't want sports personality of the year do you remember that he was nominated you kind of did that with your gq award oh yeah i just gave it i just went this is meaningless yeah i'm pretty cool really (laughs) all right so anyway let's listen to (laughs) let's listen to this we're talking here with dr anna lemke about the relationship between spiritual transformation and addiction and i talk personally about what it feels like when i'm activated as an (laughs) addict what are you laughing for so i just the start of the sentence is funny. I talk personally about being activated. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're to you, Jen, <laughs> That's my mental good. Illness. You're a comedian. <laughs> you should be in prison. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category
1: is not a no, successful yes. route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology.
0: What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? Welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. So, look, there was two significant parts in that monologue the first bit was about sort of spirituality <laughs> as a solution that could bypass and influence those biochemical factors that you described and the second part of it is, is why do you think that the influence of a heightened state even if it's naturally derived like through performance and the sort of co um, the accompanying adrenaline etc would mm-hmm. elicit that kind of response in me just as one yeah. individual
1: great great so a lot there to unpack let me uh, give it my best try First, I just want to clarify that, you know, the the overriding argument in Dopamine Nation, my book, is for is essentially to embrace abstinence and embrace a new kind of asceticism, because with enough neuroplasticity, um, meaning enough ability of the brain uh, to heal itself with abstinence, homeostasis will be restored and people will be able to recapture um, joy in many aspects of their lives. So, um, you know, my message is not about like a reductionistic use some other drug to restore homeostasis. Although I do think that some people may have a broken balance after so much heavy drug use over so many years and, and may need other medicines to help them restore that balance. Um, in terms of, you know, And also let me just say, I write a lot in my book about um, 12 steps and my theory about how how it works. Um, And just the simple fact that it's it's an incredible social movement and a very um, effective treatment or intervention for those who actively participate. Which raises the whole question of spirituality because it's very um, true that many people, uh, in recovery will say that a spiritual transformation was at the heart of their recovery. Um, and so it's an interesting question to think about why, why would that be? What is, what is going on in the brain? And I, we don't know. Um, and you know, the, the science is there, there just on spirituality and the cognition of spirituality and what's happening in the brain. Um, when people walk a spiritual pathway is, is really exciting, but also really new. But what I can tell you is that that lower brain region where you know we're visualizing that metaphorical pleasure pain balance. And by the way, that's one of the phylogenetically oldest parts of our brain. It's been conserved over millions of years of evolution, essentially unchanged, it's identical in humans as it is in you know, the nematode, a primitive worm. Um, so it's a very conserved primitive part of our brain that hasn't changed. And then through evolution, we've superimposed on that part of the, our brain, our big, great big frontal lobes, you know, our gray matter region. And one of the things that, um, that science has shown in recent decades is that the prefrontal cortex, which is the gray matter part of our brain right, b- right behind our foreheads, is essential for things like delaying gratification, storytelling, future planning, considering uh, future consequences. Um, and may well be involved in in the the process of having a spiritual experience. And that it's the prefrontal cortex communicating with those lower brainstem regions, including the reward uh, pathways, that keeping that communication um, healthy and robust is essential to basically a healthy brain and a non-addicted brain. And that what happens in the process of, of addiction is very likely that those prefrontal regions stop communicating with the lower uh, brainstem reward pathway. So essentially your pleasure pain balance starts to take over. You're no longer able to accurately assess impact and future consequences. Um, and you're just being driven by your, your limbic brain, by, by, your, by your reward pathway. And one of the things that happens in in recovery and also with the spiritual transformation is that we're probably strengthening and renewing communication between the prefrontal cortex and those lower reward pathways so that we can better assess and evaluate the impact consequences, meaning of um, pleasure and pain and, and what it's doing to us and to our lives. One of the exciting developments in terms of treatment interventions in the field of addiction medicine is something called transcranial magnetic stimulation, which basically applies electrical currents to the brain using um, a magnet and creating these currents. And the way in which people are looking at that intervention uh, for the treatment of addiction is to increase um, activation or wake up essentially the prefrontal cortex and the frontal lobe areas and kind of calm down Uh, the reward pathway or lower brainstem areas. In order to bring these two back into balance, one way to think about it is that our, if you imagine the brain is a car, then our prefrontal cortex is the brakes and our reward pathway is the accelerator. Accelerator. And so addiction is some kind of dysfunction either of the brakes or of the accelerator. Um, And so we need interventions that can bring those back into balance. Participation in Alcoholics Anonymous another 12 steps is one way to do that. Probably by working the steps and the spiritual transformation, you enhance prefrontal um, lobe function and quiet down the limbic brain and get those two areas communicating better with each other.
0: That was cool. What about the bit about <laughs> um, the sort of heightened states from performance? Ah,
1: and- uh, yeah. So very good. Thank you. So I was, this is uh, interesting that you mentioned that because I was just talking yesterday with. Um, and a a gold medal winning Olympic athlete who described something extremely similar, um, in her experience, she would have these almost ecstatic experiences when she was getting ready to race, um, like a, essentially a, a, euphoric high, um, transported and, and you describe something similar when you're performing and what's happening there, I assume is that you're essentially, um, creating your own drug and you're releasing huge amounts of dopamine in your reward pathway. And if you remember, the pleasure pain balance does not want to remain very long, Tipped to the side of pleasure or pain. The brain will work very hard to restore homeostasis. There are good evolutionary reasons why that would be, which I'm happy to talk about. But essentially when you're in that ecstatic state, whether it's generated by performance or you know, in this person's case, um, you know, racing in the Olympics, you have a surge of dopamine and your brain is going to correct for that by immediately downregulating your own dopamine, your own dopamine receptors. So remember the brain restores homeostasis, not just by going from deviation to level, but by tipping an equal and opposite amount to the side of pain. That is the price that you have to pay for any pleasure. So essentially you come home and you literally have a come down just like you would from a drug. That generates anxiety, irritability, insomnia, depression, and intrusive, anxious thoughts about, will I be ever to, ever able to repeat that amazing accomplishment? You know, these kinds of negative ruminations which come with, with these kinds of successes or peak experiences. And whenever we're in this state, naturally we crave. We crave, we don't want to be in this state. We want to get out of it. And so now, oh, well, what can I do? to get out of it, right? I can do some pornography. Um, I can, you know, use another drug. We know about cross addictions, anything to get me out of this state. Of course, the secret is to tolerate it, to either tolerate it until the gremlins hop off and you can naturally restore homeostasis or to avoid the strong deviations in the first place, to not do those things that get you, you know, so jacked up that you have the come down. Now that's not what I'm prescribing as a, as a philosophical approach to life necessarily for everybody. Um, frankly, that kind of works for me. I like to stay right around homeostasis. I don't want to be here and I don't want to be here. And if I go here, I know there's a price to pay. Um, but for other people that that's worth the price, the trick is that they have to figure out when they have the come down, how to just tolerate it um, and not then engage in other maladaptive coping behaviors. Cool.
0: Uh, This is, here are some questions. If you're enjoying this conversation, please join me over at Luminary on Apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin.